escape to the metaverse But act like you know, yeah You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzle show, yeah uh, Escape to the metaverse fam uh this is matthew aka nifty time back with my dude rizzle uh for the 2023 installments of the matthew and rizzle show um i'm gonna hit the ground running this year we have a bunch of stuff to talk about rizzle's fallen down a couple different rabbit holes like hey. the, the free manifold mint rabbit hole the ai art rabbit hole um so yeah dude just like wherever you want to start let's kick it off and get into it Dude, this is this is what happens when I like step away from the normal stuff that I do. I just like, you know, become completely obsessed with something else that I've managed to like have time to dig into that I wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, I know you had some comments on like the manifold uh, links and the difference of the tokens. And uh, and I, I share some similar opinions on that uh, and would love to dive into your thoughts on that. Uh, but as a whole, man, these free manifold drops that i i just feel like these things aren't going to happen very often like moving forward we're in like this great combination of like bear market where really dope artists aren't selling a ton of content so they're like willing to you know throw down these free manifold claims uh from from like artists that i've always wanted to collect but never just like you know was able to find the money or whatever so you know i don't mind getting like a one of 1000 or something if i finally get to uh, you know, sort of check a box in my collection from an artist who I've wanted to collect for a long time. And I'm like, dude, I've never seen anything like it, man. It, it feels like we're in some sort of like great combination of elements that's like spawning this sort of like art renaissance where like the market is just like flooded with like awesome shit, dude. There's like so much cool stuff out there. And I'm like, you know, if the gas prices weren't what they are now like it would be cost prohibitive for like you know this to occur and for people to participate in and uh you know remember remember the whole thing with gas prices man that just sort of like slowly fizzled out and dipped off everyone's radar and now i'm like you know for between like one and three dollars depending on gas fluctuations i'm just like whacking mint <laughs> when these things <laughs> pop up uh and and to be you know totally frank uh you know in the back of my head i completely you know have this idea that you know some of these i'm punching lottery tickets they're like cool art but i i haven't heard of these artists necessarily and i know they're trying to like you know get in on this like sort of free manifold heyday uh, but you know, I've, I've sort of been known for this in the past in terms of just like when the market has the right combination of things, just like massive hoarding <laughs> and accumulation of like cool stuff that I see out there. And so 
it's been fun, man. Honestly, I feel like for for very little overhead, I've been able to scoop up a ton of like really, really awesome art just as someone who appreciates art uh, and and feel, you know, again, not not financial advice, but feel like confident enough that like, you know, I'll, I'll be able to make my gas money back on a long enough continuum because I've just accumulated too much awesome stuff. And that's the way the market works. You know, I'll eventually make you know, 20 bucks back to cover the last 10, uh, I think. But, you know, honestly, if not, again, dude, I'm like checking boxes of like artists and people who I've always wanted to scoop from. So, uh, so yeah, man, I, that's, that's one of the two major rabbit holes that I fell down hard <laughs> over the holidays. Yeah. The, the, the no or low cost manifold mints um and honestly not just manifold mints even on nifty gateway no and low cost mints have been a, a huge a huge lure for new participants in the space or like existing folks who want to collect from artists that they may not have been able to collect from in the past because of just like price and, and whatnot it really is a game changer and it's so easy literally it, it if you don't have a MetaMask and it's like an on-chain manifold, no, or low-cost mint, easy enough to set up a, a MetaMask, like, you know, that you can, like, maybe charge with a little bit of ETH um, and get going there. I mean, the ability to charge ETH now is also super, like, way easier than it was in the past. Um, and clicking mint is, is like, dangerously easy same yeah. thing on nifty just you don't even need a credit card or anything at that point you just set up an account and boom like mint a a, a low cost or no cost mint um it's awesome but at the same time um one of the things that i've been looking at is like okay well what how are they doing the no, no it's been particular no cost mints obviously they're using uh like 11.55 to do this because it's so cheap yep. from an artist's perspective to mint these it's barely any cost there versus um particularly on chain with how they have set up like their 721 mints like 721 mints have real mint costs associated yeah. with them they're doing like thousand edition mints then it's going to be really expensive nifty gateway not so much we can mint like 10 721s for like less than 80 dollars. it's like super super cheap on our end but obviously we have a little bit of extra magic that we're working with but the 1155 trend's interesting and it's a little worrying outside of like the positives of like onboarding new people to the space because i'm seeing like more established artists not do no or low cost mints but do mints that are like not cheap um talking like more than half an ETH up to an ETH and then minting using 1155s. And it's just sort of a, a signal to me that folks may on the artist side and collector side as well, may not know what they're getting into when they're collecting these, especially if there's like an expectation of profit or being able to, to flip these things, because like there are pretty key differences between 721s and 1155s. The most noticeable one is that 1155s effectively are just like generic signed posters. Um, each one is identical with the other of a particular set versus 721s, which are like signed editioned prints where they'll have the unique edition number. So if there's a series of like 100 editions for 721s, it'll be like one of 100 versus 1155s, which will just be the same. There's one 
token ID, and then a bunch of like copies associated with that. And that part may not seem major until you think about the provenance. So like, for example, like 1155s, let's say you're, you sell or have a, a no cost or low cost or expensive mint for 1155s, Vitalik and Satoshi and a bunch of other like really famous people scoop at 11, your 1155. Then secondary market opens up, a collector scoops up the additions that Satoshi and Vitalik had. Um, they're both big paper hands. And then they that collector chooses to sell one of those additions. There's no way to tell with 1155s if that collector is selling the addition from Vitalik or Satoshi that they collected. And for a lot of things, that doesn't matter. For game items, doesn't matter. But for art, you know, provenance, the chronology of history of ownership is pretty important. And if you're not able to track that part, it just, it's one thing that, one major thing uh, to really consider, especially when you're paying more and more money for some of these pieces. Um, Again, it's great at the low end, like there's a lot of value in making something really accessible or easy to trade, especially on the builder side, Um, easy to work with, to develop like marketplaces or order books around, which 1155s really open up in a big way on the developer side. But there's these non-trivial trade-offs and a lot of artists are like, oh shit, I didn't fucking know that about the provenance thing. Or even like on the tech side of things, minting 721s, thinking that like Manifold uh, provides like burn support for them when in fact they don't. <laughs> so there's just like this this education or this like big gap in understanding of like, okay, what it can do, what support we have, what tools we have for, for both uh, token standard. So anyway, ran over. No, 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 dude, I, you're... 100% on the mark. And I feel like part of it is just a, you know, user education type of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I did my first manifold drop uh, with the Rizzle blocks on my birthday, or whatever, it's just a free one. And I, I'd never done it before. And, you know, if you, you know, I'm pretty well entrenched and know what I'm doing and understand the lingo for the most part. But if you're like a ar- artist coming in for the first time trying to do this, and this is your like, easiest point of access essentially to you know make your own smart contract or or whatever like you know none none of these tools are like really that great in terms of like explaining the difference between these things so that uh you know artists and creators know what to choose for and and i think you're right man like there's there's benefits to both and uh trade-offs to both and you know and people should keep those in mind when like making their nfts uh you know and and how that's going to play out you you know in terms of and and i feel like feel like 1155 man you know you're you're putting something out there that the goal is to get it in as many people's hands as possible it's cheap you know it's it's you know essentially as close as you can get from free to mint uh, and you, yeah, you hope that people know what they're getting, but I feel like if that's your play from an artist's standpoint, then like, that's, that's sort of what they're built for. Uh, and then, yeah, man, if you're doing something serious, uh, you want to keep it on, uh, a, a little bit more, uh, on the Providence side. Um, Dude, I, I feel like uh, 1155s have already been like the sketchy, like, you know, uh, not, not semi-fungible tokens, like off on the side, like, you know, smoking cigarette with like the, the fungible uh, <laughs> side of things. Like, 
sort of have one foot in the door of that because because yeah. it's essentially you're you're getting like you know on the blockchain you're just getting a coin right you're a token or whatever one one of 1000 tokens that are essentially indistinguishable from each other or whatever yeah. um and if you don't care about that uh cool uh you know in terms of some of these drops and everything I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, you know, I'm I'm not going to be able to scoop an addition from this artist uh, on any token unless it's like one of these free drops or whatever. So I'm just grabbing shit. Um, dude, one of the things that uh, hurt my obsession is I saw this post from Metageist who okay. turned me on to this site called mint.fun. Uh, and I have no affiliation with them. It's spelled exactly like it sounds, M-I-N-T dot F-U-N. And it's cool, man. It like has some tools that I feel like I've been asking for and begging for forever and didn't even know this thing existed. But uh, one of the one of the cool things it does that got me sucked in is it aggregates a lot of these current free drops that are going on across like multiple platforms. Uh, so, uh, you know, even if it's not on Manifold, you sort of get a peek on like what everyone else is minting and, you know, what percentage it's minted through and everything. And it's just, you know, in this sort of like free mint heyday, it's kind of interesting to just sort of, you know, I'm like a closet stat person and I, I love like numbers and shit and just to sort of see how this thing is like playing out across the board. Uh, but the other thing it does that's really cool is that it aggregates all of your, uh, NFT offers across multiple marketplaces so you can go into your profile uh and it'll show you all your offers on all your nfts from like a whole bunch of different marketplaces that i would never even like think to check or care to check or have time to check in the first place so uh, i'm sure it's not like all encompassing on either one of those aggregators it's probably like totally impossible but i'm like mm -hmm. Dude, finally, this is like a glimpse of what I feel like the direction we really need to be moving towards where we're not like leaning on one platform, you know, dominance. We've got like tools to use all of them simultaneously and sort of pick and choose the pros and cons from each one. Uh, so I've been I've been having a good time, like just sort of fiddling around with that site. So shout out to Metageist for throwing me down a rabbit hole unintentionally. This is really interesting. I'm just checking it out right now. I hadn't heard about it until you mentioned it, actually. Um, it's pretty cool to see some of these stats. The one kind of thing that pops up in my mind, like on the, the free mint side, is there, I mean, you just found it too, but is there any potential risk for collecting like a scam NFT that like when you collect it, it just kind of like exposes you to like unlocking the contents of your wallet? You know, like when you get a, scam nft from uh in your OpenSea uh account and then you try to sell it and then all of a sudden like all your nfts are gone <laughs> any any fucking risk vectors there or is it just the wild west and we're like it's a pretty good tool you use it until uh <laughs> we think until you get burned. <laughs> uh yeah man uh i think i think it's sort of like that <laughs> at least for me man i'm you know somewhat cavalier with some of these things uh probably not in a good way once i see a few people that have you know been leaning on these sites and everything i'm also super paranoid man i don't like really click through things that i am not pretty confident that uh aren't gonna rug me or whatever 
Um, so, uh, yeah, man, definitely like use at your own risk, do your own homework type of thing. Uh, but please remember to be safe and use a second wallet just in case. But from a purely like, uh, informational standpoint, I don't think you need to sign off on anything sketchy to be able to like, you know, look at your activity across other marketplaces and everything. Um, mm -hmm. but yes, please don't, <laughs> please don't listen to me and get wrecked. Yeah, but I mean the the aggregator. I, I think that that direction is is where the space needs to go. Like better aggregation tools. Totally different subject. But last night, uh, I waded into a, a really fun conversation that WG Meets kicked off. Um, he was talking about like shady collectors and stuff like that, and it devolved into kind of like thinking about like the first interaction between collectors and and artists like in a negative way like that sort of birthed the the trash art movement mm -hmm. Rodmus, Max Osiris, um Eric Rose and all these folks and we're it get got to the point where we have a lot of history documenting this even going to the uh the marble cards controversy with like that was started by someone minting a hackatow work of art from their OpenSea page as a, a marble card, um, which happened like right around the same time. And people are like, oh shit, there's all this history, but it's not together. Like where can we get and pull all the send posts, tweets, like every other artifact that kind of documents this history someplace. And it's like that history aggregator of like crypto art history is sorely needed, like amongst many, many other areas. So it's, I think when when you're in crypto and you use all these different tools um, to communicate, to store, um, to record things, having that easy to use interface that brings it all together is going to become more and more important as time goes by. And it's that real big unsolved problem, in my personal opinion, um, still open to whoever wants to build a solution for it. Dude, totally. It, it's cool. Uh, again, man, going back to this like sort of fun time in the market where like uh, people are, I feel like this is where the cool stuff pops up, right? And people have time to like sort of refocus their attention on like building out the types of things we need. And uh, I, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Actually, dude, uh, shout out to Timmy. Uh, you you know, Timmy, man. Um he actually turned me on to something similar, a uh, similar type of aggregator that essentially runs your wallet address and like scans for different airdrops and uh, claims and things you might have missed out on, which is actually how he discovered that he could get a friendship bracelet from owning an on-chain chain by using one of these aggregators or whatever. So mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, this is cool, man. And also like gives me hope that like, uh, you know, we're, we're getting some of the things that we've all been hoping for. Yeah, man. And uh, I mean, it, we're just like blessed, dude. There, there's so many cool tools, cool products, cool artists that are coming into the space, releasing things that we can get our hands on. Um, I, I've been seeing a ton of people interact with AI to create AI art um, using like just uh, like word prompts and things like that. I know right before we got on the show, you're telling me that was like the other big focus outside of the free mints for you over the holidays. I haven't used like chat GPT-3 or whatever for, for AI art or anything like that. So I'm just wondering if you want to unpack like how you've been making some googly-eyed AI art. 
Oh, dude, it's so fun, man. It's uh, I haven't messed the chat GPT either. I've been uh, playing around with Midjourney AI. Uh, I forget who turned me on to it, but it's one that I've seen other people using as well. Uh, dude, it's astounding, man. Honestly, like uh, it feels like your ability to just conjure up incredible art, like and of like any direction, man, you know, I'm just putting in, you know, different funny prompts just to see what it cranks out based on the type of funny things that I'm interested in seeing it crank out. Uh, but the interesting thing, at least about mid journey is that it's run through discord. And so you like punch in these prompts in discord, at least the version that I'm using, and it's in like a public forum, and then it will spit out your images in this public forum. And it's fascinating to also see other people's prompts and what they're using the AI, you know, to generate or to spit out and, and uh, you know, what direction other people. And, and then dude, you can tell you're, we're in like this sort of, uh, you know, very early territory, you, you know, you got my things popping up there with like, uh, you know, frogs with funny eyeballs drinking coffee and stuff. And then you've got like people making like, you know, anime and, and, you know, really awesome stuff. That's like in a completely different direction. There was like someone on there who's like, you know, give me like a Australian diaper website with like four price tiers and pastel colors. And this thing's just like churning out like, you know, incredible web layouts like in their entirety. So I'm like, it It really blew my mind, honestly, man. It, it feels like sort of early days of the internet type of vibe where you can just punch in anything and, you know, be astounded by what comes out the other side of it. And, and then just like one thing leads to another, you know, you start sort of figuring out uh, it, it, there's, there's no, I would say there's little to no learning curve to make it spit out something really cool. You could just type in a mishmash of like basic prompts and, you know, in two minutes have some awesome art in your hands. Honestly, dude, and I, if, <laughs> this is like a slight aside, but it fell down this rabbit hole in the past 24 hours. And I'm like, shit, dude, I should probably like slow down these free manifold mints because if I wanted to, <laughs> like with this tool in my hands, I could be cranking those suckers out uh, myself, no problem. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's powerful, man. And, and so, you know, you fall down the rabbit hole a little bit. You're like, okay, I, I was able to make this frog with googly eyes with like a crown on its head. But what if I wanted to like add a scepter and like some friends in the background. And so you start, you know, playing around with different prompts and, and, you know, then once you figure out one thing you can do, just like, ah, oh, I wonder if I add or subtract this. And, uh, and it's, it's cool to do it and see it play out in real time. And also to see other people doing it and play out in real time. Uh, and also, man, I'm just like, dude, if you, you know, take a couple steps back and if this tech can scale in any reasonable capacity, which at least at this point, it seems like it does, man, in like no time, it's just cranking these things out. It's not like I got to wait for it to, you know, be developed at the pharmacy and go pick it up or something. Um, it's just cranking these things out. And so I'm like, dude, this is insane, incredible and also going to displace and disrupt like so much shit, like so, so much shit. Uh, and I haven't even like messed with the chat GPT, but I've been keeping current with its sort of like imprint on the landscape and how it's also going to change the game for like a lot of things. And I'm like, dude, it's just a combination of these two tools alone are going to like fuck up some serious shit, uh, let alone all the other AI stuff that is going on and in, in development. And I'm sure like completely off of my radar. 
Um, so the, the whole thing is just fascinating, man. But I, I, you know, I'm like in the back of my head today, I'm like, uh, I wonder if I have like some time in between calls where I can like hop back on the thing and churn out some prompts or whatever, but it's, it's easy to get sucked in and then you get distracted. You're like, all right, one, one more frog picture. Um, (laughs) (laughs) on the, this disruption front, like curious, like what, what do you see it disrupting? Obviously I see a lot of creators coming in and like minting the the ai art that they are creating like through mid journey like recently not like the the og ai artists like neural bricologic a helena Saren, but like just curious outside of of the the obvious at least obvious to us front like where do you see the disruption expanding to oh dude i think like uh and you know people can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm like dude like this mitigates the purpose for ever having to hire a graphic designer for like fucking anything man uh like i'm sure there will be uh, you know a need for you know high end uh graphic designers to do like custom stuff but i'm like dude if i wanted to make whip up a website for like anything I'm not a graphic designer, man. I don't know how to do shit. I need to like lean on someone to make, you know, all the stuff. Otherwise I got to work with my janky, like screenshot chopping skills to put something together. Uh, But with this man, you can just punch some things in there and it will like, you know, make the whole thing for you like a billion times better than you would have ever done or like likely found someone to do. And Mm -hmm. also in like a fraction of the time. So I'm like, dude, if I needed to make like a fucking logo for something or, you know, and any any graphic, anything that you need to whip up, just like a a funny picture for a tweet or, you know, anything, man. And, And so like not only what it's going to displace, but it's also, I feel like going to allow this like flood of creativity. Um, I think it was uh, Hawkward who like made some interesting post about how like, you know, this is also, despite it maybe, you know, or not maybe like sort of infringing on, you know, territory that artists have historically held as their own. uh, It also is a huge unlock for like creators who want to be able to express themselves artistically, but don't necessarily have those skills, but do have like some, uh, you know, skills to be able to learn how to, you know, talk to the AI in order to get it to create what they want to create. And and so it's, it's also as much of it, it's a disruptor. I also think it's an unlock. Um, and so then, you know, possibly a lot of people like myself on some very basic level, you're like, dude, I want to set up a brand. I want to set up a website. I want to like, mm-hmm you know, have like uh, a b- logos, but like a bunch of different colors and variations and styles and like all this shit, uh, you know, just very basic practical applications besides like funny looking frogs. Um, but also that stuff is really fun too. And, and dude, you know, also like my son was getting in the game and my daughter, I'm like, they're like seven and 10 years old and like old enough to come up with a bunch of uh, prompts for this thing. And my daughter punched in something like sloth, pineapple lazy island and it just cranked out like the most like amazing things dude uh and so so that is something too man i'm like this is this is such a powerful tool but also like dead simple enough that like kids can figure it out and like really crank out some amazing stuff yeah and then you're mentioning mid-journey you use it within discord like literally what did you do to get set up to start churning out like googly eyed amazing goodness 
I signed up for the trial and then like, I was like, fuck this. I'm getting the monthly. (laughs) I think like, I think the free trial gets you like, uh, I don't know, 20 free ones or whatever. And by the time I was like five deep, I'm like, yeah, we're going to need more than this. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, my wife was getting in on the action and we're all sort of uh, like, just sort of seeing what it spits out. Uh, and, And dude, honestly, it is very reminiscent of like, mashing mint on these like random generative drops and everything you know what i mean you're sort of just like punching in stuff and like excited to see what comes out the other side uh and then you know one thing leads to the next and everything so uh but it's you know it's it's not it's aside from being completely fascinating it is like legit fun and, and was cool to see uh you know other members of the family like getting in and excited about it like without me trying to drag them into it and be like yo you should check this out this is very interesting or like you know whatever that's awesome dude um you want to talk a little bit about the the whip this week and honestly I mean, the whip is hitting its three-year anniversary in january like back 2020 um like second third week of january was the the first official like real real whip it, it had like a an earlier unofficial whip moment uh back in, in 2019 and like december but yeah three-year anniversary coming up um first whip back from vacation this thursday details for the folks pretty crazy man three years seems like 30 around here but also if you frame it like you've been doing this since like basically 2019 uh 2000 early 2020 it's pretty nuts to think about um Dude, we got uh we got fly frogs in the house. We're gonna do some live tadpole breeding. Uh, we've done it a couple times in the past. Uh, dope community member uh, Digga, who is uh, also a frequent whip attendee and part of the Moniverse Advent Calendar crew and uh, big frog holder, uh, is gonna volunteer to uh, prostitute some of his frogs and <laughs> to our audience. <laughs> and we will select uh we'll pick some audience members to select the uh chosen frogs and we'll see what tadpoles come out the other side and give some tadpoles away to uh the audience and everything uh and it should be fun man we got uh and we're gonna be trying to do like a a metaverse play here we'll we'll be back in the bob ross parody land fromosville uh from jigot game and he's gonna be cross streaming the frog uh breeding session into uh his moniverse plot simultaneously uh and then we're going to take a quick field trip afterwards and show you what fractilians and i've been working on uh which has been awesome man we do this we've been doing this beginners blender class which uh has been really fun for me again like another tool that uh i'm sort of i don't even know if you can call it learning how to use man i'm like goofing around with it but Uh uh, what's fun is man we've had a few people in there when we've done these classes and we make a bunch of weird stuff based on the things that she's given us and if i don't know how to do something i just like you know ask for suggestions or advice or tell them to see if they could do this thing for me uh and then by the end she drops it in the world and we can like go jump on it or like play on it or whatever so it, it almost doesn't matter like how messed up or weird of the thing that we create are uh and it's pretty fun afterwards to just plop them in and so so this world that she made uh let's break <laughs> let's break things uh has been like a constant evolution of these like strange things that we've created in class and just keep dropping them into this world uh and we're just going to keep sort of piling on uh those things so a uh, quick field trip over there fabiano uh and his wife patricia have another wearable drop for us 
so I think this time it'll be a guest book signature, but big shout out to them. That'll be dope. Uh, and it should be a good kickoff, man, with uh, with plenty of the fam in the house. There we go. Classic whip, a lot of fun moving parts. I'm super excited for that. I, I, Fromoville is like one of my favorite builds in, yes. in the entire meta- metaverse. I, I love that place. Awesome. And dude is so enthusiastic about it and uh, us being there and everything. It's like great yeah. vibes. No, like uh, whenever he retweets like our last visit there, it's just like uh, a trip down memory lane. And, and honestly, that's the sort of like enthusiasm and energy that you want to see that helps like infect other people with curiosity to come in, kick the tires and see like what happened the first time and like have that potential light bulb moment themselves. Like, oh shit, like you're forming metaverse memories together with people that they will also remember. And anyway, they don't need to keep repeating myself on that point, but really excited for Thursday. Um, Awesome, man. And anything else on, on your end you want to give a quick shout out to or dive down into before we wrap up? Uh, probably, man. Probably overlooking things, but uh, it's it's good to be back, dude. I, you know, the 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 whip and the podcast are such like a anchor point throughout the week for me, and have been for years. Obviously, been been doing both of them for you know three years or more between the two of them. So, uh, so it's good to be back, man. It's, it's fun, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah, brother. Me too. Cool. We'll see you on the other side of the whip, then, brother. Yeah, man. There it is.